I am Todd Nadenson. And I'm Danny Roth. And this is a super special song versus song bonus episode. We watched the MTV Video Music Awards, as I assume all of you did. Yes, every year I think more and more people are watching the MTV Video Music Awards. In the year of our Lord 2020. it's It's a huge hit. Gets bigger every time we see it. How, how many how many of these have I made you watch? Uh, second, I think, third. I think this is number three. Am I? I don't know. It feels like all of them, all of I every, every every. It's a nightmare. No, it's not. It's not. I here's what I'll say. It could be so much worse. We could be the hosts of the VMAs. By the way, MTV, if you're ever looking for some hosts. For your VMAs, look no further than, than song versus song. Well, yeah, I'm extremely stuttery and inarticulate live, and I have no stage presence. So, I th- listen. I think we would be great for it. Um, we should start. You know what? We could start with that. Uh, the host of the show was Kiki Palmer. I only have like the vaguest understanding of who she even is. I saw her in Hustlers. I think she's a Disney star of some kind. I I, I know she was a child star of some kind. And she, but she seems to be more famous than I understand. I like her. I like Kiki Palmer. Like, I don't, you know, this is one of those corporate events, right? The MTV VMAs, I mean, like, I'm not saying anything that people haven't said a million times before, but they get more and more brought to you by every year. And so it's kind of, Kiki Palmer is basically, she's not really hosting an award show so much as she's, Hosting a, like a corporate event and probably getting paid a good amount of money to do it. And considering that, she brings all of the energy that such a thing deserves. So well, I think she did exactly the job she's supposed to do. And I like Kiki Palmer. So other than like they keep having her do these bits where she's acting against herself, which I assume is because of COVID. That's why they did it. And that's that stuff didn't really hit. But like. I still, I still, I still like you, Kiki Palmer. So, like a little like behind the scenes here, but we were not originally going to do this because you know I was like, yeah, I I'm in the middle of a whole lot of life stuff that I'm working on. It's like, yeah, we can skip it. No one cares. And then I I made I changed my mind at the last second, made Danny do this because just because I was curious, what does an awards show look like in the age of COVID? Like, what could it possibly be? Yeah, and also, uh, you know, the reason why I'm not mad at Kiki Palmer is like Kiki Palmer probably looked at the situation and said, I could use some money. And you and I looked at it and said, <laughs> people will we'll make a video out of this. People will watch it. We'll make a little bit of extra money and it'll be weird. So what? It, there's literally no reason not to do it. So I really yeah. am relating to Kiki Palmer in this moment. <laughs> I think there are many reasons not to do it. Oh, I just it, like you said, it's it's weirdly fascinating. You know, I don't I don't you know, I never think, wow, you know, if I watch this, I'm going to get a real sense of what uh, the kids what are into. Yeah. Like, I don't think MTV has their finger on the pulse. No, that hasn't been true since we were kids. But it's interesting to see what they think. The, you know, it's fast. It is. It's just so strange. And it gets stranger every year. And this year for an additional reason. It is infinitely more strange. Yeah, like we, the the ones I started watching with you for this podcast slash video because this is also going on YouTube. 
this is the first ones I had watched since like 2004 or something like that. Something a long, long time ago. And like when we started watching, it was like, wow, this is just such a shadow of what it was when we were kids. And it just gets more so every year. And now it's just like a shadow of an awards show so much because of COVID. Like you can't have crowds. You can't have, you know, like a real guest list. Like normally, like in a normal awards show, the they'll announce who's going to be presenting and who's going to, you know, be performing. And it takes like 20 minutes. And this, they got it done in like, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah, this is less than, so it was slotted to be two hours and 20 minutes long, including commercials, and it wasn't even that, which is real short for an award show. I thought it could be cool in the way that if you watch WWE wrestling and they're doing these soliloquies to nobody, it's (laughs) in some ways the best that wrestling has been in a really long time. So I thought, well, maybe it'll be like that. You know, just weirdly, almost Dada-esque, just like, like capital A art weird. It was, it was not, it was not that. No, I think it in, was. In places, it almost got there. Which maybe. places? Because I nothing's coming to mind off the top of my head. Actually, you know what? I'm full of shit. I guess there really wasn't. I mean, like, <laughs> the, I don't. Maybe as we talk about it, I'll remember places where I thought it was like that. I think it really is just that. You know, WWE wrestling, of course, is performances. The outcomes are predetermined. And that makes it very similar to the VMAs in that everything is predetermined. But this year, I think one of the things you noted was all the pretense was gone. Normally, you know, they make sure that the award goes to almost always goes to someone who's in the building. And as people started checking out of the VMAs and it get it got harder and harder for them to get a real guest list. You were really started noticing like that it kept going to people who were performing that night. But now when we have like at best 10 acts and none of the nominees can even attend if, even if they wanted to, it got really, really, really extremely obvious that they were giving out awards to people, just the five people who showed up. Yeah, so basically there there are a couple times where that did not happen. Um, I think probably the biggest relief of the night for me was when Megan Thee Stallion won. Yeah, it was the best rap video, I think, for Savage. Yeah, um, and that was, uh, yes, a massive, massive relief to me that I thought, oh, if she doesn't win, it's going to break me. Yeah, it was best hip-hop video. And um, yeah, I thought... If Megan Thee Stallion had been there, she would have been probably in the place that Lady Gaga wound up being in of winning so many awards. I feel like Megan Thee Stallion would have won probably three awards that night because she was up for three, I think. And I think she would have won all of them in the way that, you know, we had predicted this last time, didn't we? Where we thought Lizzo was last year, 2019, 2020 was going to be the year of Megan Thee Stallion. And had it not been... For COVID-19, I think it absolutely would have been her year. Not that I don't know how much that actually counts for anything in the in the MTV VMAs world of yeah. things, but I do think it would have been her year. Like the interesting thing about Megan is that we are just like in a cultural desert right now. And there's a lot of rumors that a lot of like the big names are like sitting on projects they would have released this summer 
because they want to hold on to them so that you know they can go out and tour and perform for them and so on. And one of the few people who actually is like putting out new stuff is Megan The Stallion because she's on a, the big upward momentum right now, and she you know she needs the, to seize the moment. So I was actually a little surprised that she didn't perform. But I mean, she was just at the BET Awards, which is also like kind of like a fake, not really an award show award show. So I guess she was a little uh, she was a little done with it. Well, she probably figured I'll pick one. Yeah. You know, and um, obviously we we didn't watch the the BET Awards, but, um, you know, she probably picked right. Let's be real. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. why don't we just go through like, let, let me see who performed here. The weekend performed, and he won. The you know he started the show. There were fireworks. Did you hear? Did you see hear fireworks in NYC? Well, I wouldn't have been able to tell because the sound of my TV was up, and also it was pretty far away. Um, so I it said on the if you you know I have cable, so mm-hmm. it said that it was at the Barclays Center, but I know that some of that stuff was at Hudson Yards. So either way, I think that w- that's the thing that Jersey would have heard, and not Queens where I am. So, I mean, I think some of the stuff was live. This is like the big question, right? Is how much of this stuff was pre-recorded and how much of it was actually happening on the night. Like, I'm fairly certain a lot of the uh the performances were not live. I Absolutely. it's very it's very possible that all of the performances were not live. It's very possible that the entire show was not live. I so I can't really tell. There's certain things that seemed to me to be happening, like uh, the weekend doing blinding lights. I think that was. I think that actually happened tonight. Yeah, I mean, I the fireworks would give it away to you know anyone who's out in Brooklyn or Hudson Yards or wherever that was happening. I'm not entirely clear where it was happening. I know it was supposed to like at first it was going to be like a limited seating only thing at the Barclays Center, and then they scrapped that. So, yeah, well, yeah, up until a couple months ago, they they really were convinced that they were going to have this be like almost like a regular award show before they realized that you cannot fucking do that. Well, uh, you know, they they pulled out in time, so they did. Um, so, yeah, they it's interesting. Remember, we were it was the Grammys, right, that we came for because they made they, everybody kept talking about Kobe. Oh, yeah. And That's this right. time they they dedicated to Chadwick. Bozeman at the beginning and then they it really didn't come up again until the very end oh they didn't and, and that was fine that was fine and also you know Black Panther as a, as a thing and looking at kind of the body of Chadwick's work made more sense to I don't know whatever I just I, I remember being the Kobe thing being weird and I felt a little awkward about it at the time and I didn't feel awkward at all about people dedicating the show to Chadwick Boseman in the slightest. Well, they did they did it the way they should have done the Kobe thing. I mean, Kobe died that day. So, I guess they were like trying to address the moment and even if they had wanted to make a big thing for Mr. Boseman, I don't think they could have because this is such a weird half a show. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, that would have been maybe kind of a disservice to him, but um yeah, I don't know. I it was that was nice, and I'm glad they did it. Um, but the show occasionally dipped into being a show about issues, and every time they did it, I thought, "Guys, you're a corporate event, and it's hard to take it seriously." Well, this was the most corporate yet. This was like 
barely like even the pretense of not being a commercial. Like this is like this is brought to you by Toyota. This is brought to you by L'Oreal. Yeah, this is brought to you by and, Pepsi. Oh, Coors Light. Well, yeah. Well, that was <laughs> so. That was the thing. There was there were bits I think that really kind of st- stuck out for me. I'm trying to find the ones. Oh, this. When they where they were talking about Black Lives Matter um, in the beginning, it didn't quite. It wasn't full on Kylie Jenner in a Pepsi ad, but well, it Pepsi was, was there. They were there, and it it. But it was real close. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. that thing where it's like I am sure that Kiki Palmer cares, but this was a prescripted thing, and the very nature of the VMAs makes this come off as really disingenuous. Like. The VMAs, I mean, I feel like we talk about this every time, um, yeah. used to be a thing where it was very unpredictable. You had no idea what was going to happen. Someone was going to go rogue and do something they're not supposed to do. At least one person. And you sat and waited for it to happen. And now there's absolutely none of that. And certainly there wasn't going to be any of it at this. How could there be? At, at the COVID awards? Yeah, there's no... How would it, how would it even happen? You know, I, I want to say, like, I, I was kind of impressed that they managed to put something as close to an award show as they could. I mean, I'm sure like the logistics of this were very difficult, especially f- putting it together at the last minute. But I'm I'm still not sure they made something anyone would really want to watch. Yeah, I kept I was trying to go through and see um, the performances. So the weekend did Blinding Lights. Um, the baby came in and did Peephole and Blind and Rockstar. That was weird because he was like it. They didn't change the background at all. It was just they were just playing this, the actual song from the album in the background. They just like put on Spotify, and he was rapping along to himself. But, but speaking to of backgrounds, they had him in like a CGI cop car. <laughs> yeah, and then did you, did you remember the part where um, he's standing in front of a city and it just starts to burn? Oh yeah, that that was a thing. I was like, are we inside of a Roland Emmerich movie? <laughs> Which we'll talk about again uh, eventually, because there was another moment that was very Roland Emmerich-y. All right. But it was really weird. The CGI stuff was very strange, and there's tons of it, right? Like, all, most of any... That's part of how you can't tell if things were happening in the moment or if it was pre-recorded is because everything had a CGI background. Everything had an Instagram filter on it, you know? Yeah, they were all p- performing in front of green screens. Like, the weekend thing was, like, on a rooftop, and you could tell where it was happening... So that was like, I guess that's why they opened with that. That's a, a strong opening for, you know, this half a show that they're doing. But everything else is like they, they could have been filmed weeks ago. We don't know. Let's see. So. All right. So there, I mean, there were some performances that seemed genuine. So like genuine in, in the sense that they could have happened on the night. Yeah. I would argue that Miley Cyrus doing Midnight Sky seemed like it might have happened on the night. Really? Because I. I was thinking the exact opposite. Really? Because the thing yeah. is they show they showed her later like walking somewhere in the in the dress that she was wearing for the performance with the hair oh, and everything. That's true. That so, is So I true. mean I mean look, they could have staged that too. I don't you know, I I just I don't want to go full VMA conspiracy theory about this since I have a real <laughs> conspiracy theory that we'll talk about later. Oh, I have the more I think about it, the more I think we'll we'll get to it, but Yeah. So all right. So so Arguably, for me, performance of the night, Miley Cyrus, Midnight Sky, great. Fucking great. Real, like, Miley Cyrus, I don't know when it when it happened for me exactly. 
Um, I think it was when she put out that breakup song pretty recently within the last year. Yeah, you want you you were mad at me that I didn't put it in my top ten that year. That's true. Year. <laughs> yeah, so I really loved that song, and then she did the the song with Ariana and um, Lana Del Rey for Charlie's Angels, which I didn't think much of that song except for her part, which I actually thought was pretty good. I thought she was yeah. the best part of that song. I this new song it it just debuted this week or something like that or last week. Uh, I think it's really good. And yeah, I really I, like it. I thought it was the best performance of the night by far. Like it was my favorite performance, and she even like she even broke out the old hits by uh, swinging on a, a ball and chain. It yeah, was a, she got she she got up uh, on a on a disco ball, and I I I we were messaging back and forth, and I <laughs> believe what I wrote to you was, "I humped you like a disco ball." Yeah, um, but like, uh, yeah, it was good. Nice callback. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you to 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 you meant, and to I, no. No, I meant Miley. Nice call. Oh no, no, I just, I'm I'm a myopic narcissist, so I just assumed yeah. you were talking about me. No, I like Midnight Sky a lot. It's the first time I heard it, and um, it sounds like a Pat Benatar song to me. It made me think um, Miley Cyrus should do a cover of "Love Is a Battlefield," and that would fucking rule. Yeah, it was a it was a good performance. She was very obviously lip syncing, um, although not the most obvious lip sync of the night. No, that would go to Doja Cat for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what? Why don't we just get to it? This was uh, Gaga's night. She got what would have been the Video Vanguard Award. Yeah, they call it the Tricon Award. I don't know what that was about. They kept calling her a triple threat, but they didn't say what the the, 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 the three things were. Well, they named, like and- a, they named like a dozen different things. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was like it was like the 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 does the does like. <laughs> It was weird. It was very strange. But yeah, so Lady Gaga in, in, in concert, in some cases with Ariana Grande, won a couple of awards, I believe. So best collaboration, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande won for Rain On Me. Um, Song of the Year went to Rain On Me. Uh, that Tricon Award also happened. Uh, Lady Gaga obviously came out and performed. I was trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, Artist of the Year was Lady Gaga. Yeah, like, like, let me say, I like that song. Album's okay, but you you wouldn't really say, like, this is the year of Gaga if you weren't watching this award show. I mean, that she's, you know, a, an established star who made a, a decent album. It's like giving an award to Paul McCartney in 1982. She's not, like, the biggest thing in the world anymore. It's very, it's very strange. Okay, so here is a thing that happened. They had mm-hmm. Lady Gaga come out uh, uh, for the best collaboration, mm-hmm. which was for her and Ariana Grande. And Ariana Grande was not there to accept the award. She like she just did. Lady Lady Gaga came out, and that mm-hmm. was it. And same thing for uh, Song of the Year. Just Lady Gaga came out. But yeah. then, not long after that, there was a performance, and there were three songs... Um, 911, Stupid Love, and in the middle of that, Rain On Me. Yeah, so the duet, the big duet. So, so here we go. 911, to me, seemed lip-synced. Mm-hmm. Stupid Love, she was definitely singing at the time. Rain On Me, Rain on me is 100% lip-synced. Here's the thing about it. There is a moment when a woman who appears to be Ariana <laughs> Grande comes out but is wearing a mask 
and as is Gaga. Is, as is Gaga, and and just does the bit for a couple a couple of bars, and then leaves, and that's it. And I thought that's weird. She's not there for the accepting of the awards. She's only in one of the three performances. It's all focused on Gaga. Ariana Grande is one of the biggest artists of the 21st century. And uh, and she's just there for a blip. That's really strange to me. And that's when it occurred to me that the very fact that we have masks as a cultural norm makes it possible so that Ariana Grande could just have a body double. Just an impersonator. I think it's entirely possible, especially since right before that performance, she won an award, but she did not come out to accept it. She didn't even accept it like via video feed. I guess that because that would have given the game away that she wasn't there. I want to say that somebody uh, it's at class aside messaged me when I tweeted about this. Shout out to you at class aside with it's the girl from TikTok. And then I looked up girl from tiktok and got a lot of results and then i looked up you know um ariana impersonator and got this this page neiman person who in fact looks exactly like like exactly eerily like uh ariana grande so here's my theory it's it's that it's this they just Ariana Grande just finally wised up and was like, there are going to be situations like the president supposedly, you know, has, I mean, not, not this president, but like all presidents sometimes, like at least if, if the Kevin Klein film, Dave is anything to go by, <laughs> they have body doubles occasionally for certain events. Like Saddam um, Hussein, like yeah, Saddam, Saddam Hussein, Hussein, that one. So just like Saddam Hussein and the president from Kevin Klein's Dave, I believe that Ariana Grande used an impersonator for this event. That's my that's my big shadow government deep state cover up conspiracy theory flat earth uh Ariana Grande wasn't really there. I think this one had like the most obvious cuts also cuz there were like cuts and then she'd be Gaga would be in a different outfit and I was like wow that's a quick change like or this is not live remotely like this is this was filmed three weeks ago in Weehawken, New Jersey. Wow, Weehawken. Shout out to Weehawken. Thank you. All the other things were had at least like the pretense of being filmed live. We don't know where they were filming it. They're, you know, in a green screen warehouse somewhere. Um, but this one had like some kind of obvious cuts. So I was like, this is not being performed anywhere. This is a... Well, they, so they had a couple of things that were um, at like a like a drive-in movie theater. And those also seemed kind of like Maluma was there. CNCO was there mm-hmm. at those was, locations. Was BTS at that one or no, I think BTS is not even in America. <laughs> That's... I don't think they were. I think they, I think they were in Korea. You know, I don't know why you had to tell me that. Like it just occurred to me. It's like, duh, of course, of course they are not in this time zone or even in this hemisphere. They won. They won uh, best pop. Well, they bothered to uh, appear, so so they won. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, of, of, I mean, it seems at this point impossible that they weren't, wouldn't win something. Like, why wouldn't you? It doesn't really yeah. behoove MTV to not give them something at this point. Why? What? Like, yeah. It just almost seems like you're asking for trouble to not give yeah. them an award. <laughs> they're they're good, yeah. and their their army <laughs> is enormous. Yeah, and intense. 
They are yeah. very, very intense. And I, you know, the BTS would be my my second favorite performance of the night, probably. I like that song. Yeah, they're and fun. They, they dance well. They're very they pretty. They are very pretty. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have no beef with them whatsoever. Um, I, like, <laughs> you I, I better not. Yes, that's true. That's that. That's that is. Yup. That's correct. That would be that would be the first thing that I would have done with this podcast that would r- rival my distaste for Taylor Swift's The Man, which won many which, awards. Which also and I, won won Best Director. For what it's worth, I do like the that vi- the direction of that video. I thought there were like a lot of clever things in it. I don't know if you saw it. Like, no, you wouldn't have. But. No, I wouldn't have. I have a I have a real disdain for the way that people sometimes describe gender as a binary. It frustrates me. That's it. That's it. For anybody who's still wondering why I didn't like that song, it's because I don't like things described in binary terms. I understand that we have people are treated different ways based on the gender they present as. However, treating everything like a binary can be very frustrating to a person that doesn't feel comfortable within it. The end. Anyway, so yes, I actually was perfectly happy for Taylor Swift when she won that award. You know, Taylor Swift actually knows how to accept an award. You know, like she knows how to actually thank all of the people that are the reason why the video got done correctly. So I really I have a lot of respect for that. You know, yeah, it was a good speech, although she she had to, you know, accept it from her house, her fabulous Rhode Island mansion, as I learned from her last album. But <laughs> she's got yep. a whole she's got a whole song about that house. Yes, uh, she, I look for I look forward for that new album winning some awards. Which uh, I yeah. which I which I much preferred over the last two. Yeah. Well, if if awards still exist in twenty twenty one, we'll see. Well, <laughs> who can say? Who can say? Um. So, Doja Cat. She was the worst lip syncer of the night. She was, I, but she she but she had quite a costume. I thought it was very ugly. <laughs> yeah. My uh, so my my partner who is a a tailor and a costume person for TV and film uh really liked it for some reason. And I was surprised. She she's gonna have to explain that one to me because I don't I don't I didn't get it. Yeah, I mean it was it was okay. Like it was I found it interesting. I uh, the way that it kind of grabbed the light and stuff was pretty cool. Um, uh, but you know it was weird. I'm so out of touch with things that when they announced that Doja Cat was gonna be on, I I, I was like Todd, I thought she was canceled, and you were like not anymore. And I was like <laughs> I can't, I don't know anymore. I've, I I'm, no longer can keep up with. With who 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 has done a bad, whose bad thing ended up not actually being that bad, who apologized correctly, who apologized incorrectly. There's I li- there's literally no way for me to keep up with it they anymore. Need, they need to post like the cancellation news like in box scores on the sports page. I anyway, it's yes, it was very I had like a moment where I was like, Oh no, wait, oh okay. She's that's nice. It's always nice when somebody did a thing and then course corrected the thing. It was yeah. I was like, whew. Happy for you. Really relieved to hear that. Um, the song is good, you know. Don't you? Don't you get fine? Like I'm not. That's not like a person that I get really super excited about. Uh, clearly, that I didn't know what the the say. Oh, the cool thing was. Um, Doja Cat had had a weird shout out to MTV News where they had a like. And Lady Gaga's thing started with a, a clip, the, the promo for the 1999 MTV Video Music Awards. Yeah, weird. Yeah. It's like, man, remember MTV back when it mattered? Yeah, well, they showed, um, they were doing, at the pre-show, they were showing a bunch of um, older, yeah. as they do now, 
But remember back when we were relevant, you know, and they were like, look, like here's Gwen Stefani and here's Little Kim's titty. Um, yep. Everybody remembers it. Uh, classic Little Little Kim from, they said 1998 and then you said it was 99. Did you double check your math? Yeah, I did double check that. But, uh, you know, that the 1999 MTV Video Music Awards is like the ideal MTV Awards. It is like the defining one. And it was also the first one I ever watched, which may be why I think of it that way. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think that the, that that is the reason why. Not that not that it's a bad one. I think it is a good one. But I don't know. I I was watching that that from the start, or you know, I remember watching it in the eighties, and I'm sure that it it started dumb and then kind of found its way. But I do think that even in the early nineties, there were there were ones that were weird and unpredictable and interesting before ninety nine. There was one kind of like semi weird bit where there was like the best video shot from home. Oh yeah, <laughs> which like, also went to Ariana, didn't it? With, that, with that, no, that was the one. That was the one she won and did not pick up for oh, right. herself. Yeah, yeah. Well, neither her nor the Beebs was there. And there was ones like there. It was like a, a tribute to the doctors. It was like best doctor award, and there were a bunch of singing doctors that they. Snagged off of YouTube and TikTok. Yeah, and all it was that. for yeah first first responders, and uh, they had one that was called "Video for Good," that went to her for "I Can't Breathe." And well, once yeah. again, I cannot tell you uh, how relieved I was that that did not go to the man. <laughs> Just would have been really weird. Like of all the social issues of 2020, I'm not sure that that anyway. Um, Let me say, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but little baby was robbed. I I'm sorry that like not d- that d- it matters. D- d- baby? No, little baby. Okay. Little baby is different from the baby. There you- Sorry, yeah. Sorry, everybody. I'm 40. I can't know it all. <laughs> it's 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 it's. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I am doing and my best. These days, I'm curious, like what kind of performers they can get to perform at these things. And I've noticed that more and more, it's like people who are fading who need to like jump back up, like Miley or Gaga, honestly. And uh, I, I think they shelled out to get like a real big name like the weekend there. And also it's every every year these days, it seems like there's always a lot of K-pop and a lot of reggaeton who are huge in their own genres, but just could use that little push to get a little more into the mainstream than they are. And they, they, that seems right. That's the people who could use MTV, whose utility becomes more and more limited with each passing year. Yeah, I just... Yeah, it's all just utility at this point. So, you know, I can appreciate why, like, Maluma or CNCO, like, it's great. Like, if you get, like, Latin performers coming out, I feel like that's, like, one of the good utilities of it is that sometimes those folks that are not necessarily on everybody's radar. I mean, again, you know, last year, I feel like I named somebody and they were like, everyone said a million people know them. I didn't. Uh, and I'm sure that a lot of people like me don't know them. So, you know, that's one thing that I think that it, it actually serves a, a genuine purpose for that's, that's, that's a purpose for good. It's certainly a lot better than, uh, putting up with tired old bullshit. Like, uh, I don't know the black eyed peas, the closers of the night. God, I just, do you ever just irrationally hate something so much? <laughs> the Black Eyed Peas in this case, it was they're just disingenuous as a as a word I feel I've said more than once on the night. 
they are the most disingenuous. I, I cannot stand that Vita Loca song. Find it so obnoxious. And um, and then the, they're... The name of the song they performed that night? Because I, I haven't heard that one. Like. Yeah, that was that was that one. And then they did... Um, I got a feeling. Ooh. Uh, and uh, what was crazy about that was, you know, no Fergie, obviously. Fergie is long gone. She's uh, She's done with that pop life, I guess. Yeah, she and did. then they also have uh, they also their cod pieces lit up. Yeah, they light up a, cod pieces like they saw what Doja Cat was doing, and they were like, "We got gots to get on that." I mean, we had Miley, we had Gaga, we had the Black Eyed Peas. It may just as well have been two thousand nine. Yeah, gosh, but I just here's what it is: it's that that performance ended with a giant CGI Independence Day looking UFO above them, and I thought, "Oh, are they are they going to get Independence Day?" No, it didn't. What a what a great way to end the show. Um, but instead, it ended with them yelling "Wakanda forever," "Black Lives Matter," and from literally anybody else, I would have been like, "Great, dope." But from them, I was I was like, "I don't know, fuck you." I don't. I couldn't <laughs> even tell you why, but they. It just. I don't want to hear that shit from you guys. I don't believe a word you say. There's so many like genuinely almost anybody else on earth. I would rather hear say those words you know it's it's funny because they they ended with you know big old nostalgia bomb of i got a feeling from you know 13 years ago and i was like wow 2009 was a different time i because i quite honestly i do not got a feeling that tonight is going to be a good night it's not really yeah and i haven't had that feeling for a long time Yep, 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 yep. They also it was weird because the like when they started the show off, they started off on Lewis Capaldi as the pre like pre show, like right before the show goes in, they have Lewis Capaldi mournfully singing before you go, which I was uh, like, this is like a death march. What are, <laughs> but much well, more in keeping with twenty twenty. He was the 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 next to last guy who performed before. The, yeah, the then last it was guy Machine was, Gun Kelly, right? Yeah, and he was a presenter that night, and he got to. They had a very clearly pre-recorded thing of him performing his yeah. new rock stuff. My and ex's best friend and uh, Bloody Valentine. I don't know. He's a much better rock star than he is a rapper. I don't know if he's a very good rock star, but he's much better at this than what he was doing. It'd be very, very funny if he, of all people, brings back rock and roll. It feels, I mean, it feels like a throwback, you know, him yeah. doing that stuff feels like that like late 90s, early 2000s, like, like pop punk. Yeah, it's, it is very much a throwback. I don't know. I don't know why he wasn't good enough to play play the show. Uh, yeah, they, he was he was so not good enough that when he came out to present, they didn't get the microphone up to his level. So he had to like crouch all the way down. <laughs> he had to like spread his legs. He's a very tall guy. I know, but gosh, that's the kind uh, of thing you want to be prepared for. <laughs> and uh, I th- I think we covered it. There was like that weird uh, if the world was ending thing. It was an ad for something. I forget. JP uh, we Sachs were... and Julia Michaels and like okay like, I remember right. I remember us uh, laughing at the chorus commercial oh the, yeah <laughs> the one where he's singing uh, oh what a beautiful morning from Oklahoma in front of like a, a big background of mountains Is yeah that it was basically about? just a lot of um, advocating for morning beer <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, uh, your life is meaningless. You don't have a real job, and the job you have, you probably work from home, so you might as well get drunk on cores and then just piss out everything all of your hopes and dreams just come right out of your pee hole and then you die cores brought to you by 
Uh, I'm I'm trying to drink a lot less because <laughs> this yes. quarantine has been rough. Guy, so. let's let Leah. Here's a great thing to advocate for while while, while we've got you uh, and on this episode that it will appear on YouTube, which means a lot more of you will listen. Both Todd and I realized recently uh, we both drank, started drinking less. I am not drinking at all at the moment. And what's crazy is we physically feel better, and also our emotional state has improved. It's wild. It's almost like sometimes you can find one thing to quiet down a little bit, one thing to make slightly less bad or, you know, something that's making your life less good, then all of a sudden the ability to improve other things increases. Uh, wild, I know, and I know that's not a thing that everybody can do all the time, but uh, certainly it has worked for us. So uh, flying in the face of Chorus Light this evening, um, Song versus Song brought to you by Alcoholic Abstinence. Well, <laughs> Did, did Coors do a Black Lives Matter thing? Because I feel like all, all the other advertisers did. I don't know. I, again, it's it's always, you know, it's hard to measure those things because I'm sure somewhere somebody in the process meant it and then it got gobbled up by corporate bullshit, you know? It yeah. always ends up feeling disingenuous because corporations are evil, all of them. But uh, I'm sure somebody within the machine meant it. The weekend, we he won the last the last award of the night, and he just said, you know, uh, this is for Breonna Taylor and Jacob Blake, and, you know, that's... Yeah, he did that twice. He won two awards, and he did it both times. So that was... That, I felt, was sincere, but, like, one commercial break before this or something like that, there was an MTV thing, like, something, like, really angry. He's like, he was like, uncle, cousin, son, father, human. He was shot in the back seven times. This has to stop. Demand justice now. Text one five seven to MTV or something. I yeah. Again, somebody meant well. I'm sure. And it it just you know when it's you're just, part of when you're part of a corporate event, it's really hard to to break through. And I think a lot of people. I mean, like I don't think anyone's gonna be like swerve. Now I don't care. But I don't know that you're grabbing anybody new with it. So like I'm always I'm always torn because you know it's better than saying nothing. It's it's better that you know to have that message floating around. It's just I'm not sure I, I buy it from you, Viacom. It's it is it it's the very fact that it feels like something they're trying to sell you. It's very frustrating because it's not anyway. I don't. I mean, we're talking about it right now, and I always I'm like, how are how are we at song versus song meant to address these giant issues? <laughs> so we usually don't because. You know, inevitably somebody gets mad because I said a a, 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 a a no no mean word about the president, and then they leave a negative review, <laughs> and it's like I don't. Okay, I guess I'll. I don't know. Like things aren't great. I want. I hope anyway. It's I. We are two people, not part of a corporate entity, and I always find myself going. I want to say something, but then when I try to write down what I want to say, I sound like an asshole. So then I don't. Yeah, it's it, it, MTV is having this same problems that that we do as you know podcast clowns. Yes, like, it, we can't not address the giant elephant in the room, but we're not really equipped for it. No, I mean, I you know, if you want that from me, go to Twitter. I'm I'm very obnoxious about it all the time. I just I'm not sure that song versus song is really quite the avenue. And I remember when they started on Chadwick Boseman. I was like, I don't, I don't, I hope that a corporate event doesn't try to like really hit hard on issues when they're not going to be great at it. And I think it ultimately, 
it was there was never a moment where I was like I want to die. Well, so it was probably fine. I think it was probably fine. I think they just they they probably hit at inoffensive, which is where you want to land when you're the MTV VMAs at this yeah. point. There was one weird thing that they you know they didn't in memoriam. Which they that's, well they did they kind of did they did a very like they didn't call it that but they did do it yeah and we we did lo- lose some big MTV star well not MTV current stars this year we lost you know Juice World o- overdosed Pop Smoke uh, shot to death and that's a big thing that's still something people are struggling with so you know they did a tribute to them and then they just like kept going of you know other important people who, who died. Like, you know, Bill Withers, Dick Dale, Little Richard, and, you know, God, you know, God bless them. You know, these people deserve the tribute, but it's like, you're, it's so weird coming from MTV because I don't remember them ever doing this. I don't remember them ever doing an in memoriam. And, like, they don't care about Dick Dale. And this is not like a celebration of music like the Grammys. This is a celebration of MTV vi- music videos. So it felt a little shoehorned in so they could give tribute to Chadwick Boseman without it looking real super weird. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't know. There are so many things. I don't even know if that's the weirdest thing of all. But you know, I think the 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 low key weirdest thing is that for about five seconds, Drew Barrymore was there. Yeah, she has a show coming out. Is is what I understand? Like, I, I know, don't. But I don't. I didn't even remember them mentioning it. It was just like she just like walked out, said a thing for a couple seconds, and then left. Yeah, uh, I was like, "There's Drew Barrymore, still alive." Uh, I think she did. Maybe she did uh, the the Best Direction thing. Maybe she was like announced Best Direct. Best Direction that went to Taylor Swift. I think that's what it was. That would make sense. I don't remember, but that that would make sense because she is a director. She's a female director. They were big, doing like a big you know, She Speaks kind of one of the several social movements they were supporting during this show. Yeah, um, there was a yeah there was a, there was a lot going. On. I don't know. I remember after the election in 2016, you told me it's like, oh man, we we need to start. You and your separate job and just everyone in the world is like, we need to start getting more political because shit's about to be getting more real. And then by 2018, we were both like, I am so exhausted all the fucking time. I don't know if I can do this. I uh, occasionally, if I'm feeling salty, I fire off a tweet. Uh, and for the most part, I just check in on people that I know when things are bad and go, are you OK? I advocate for asking your friends if they're OK. And if there is an organization that you believe in that you want to give money to, you should do that. Uh, but I find the tweeting is actually the least helpful thing that I do. I don't think I'm making a lot of people feel great. I think it's all, always better to elevate voices rather than um, spend a lot of time talking about things that people already know or refuse to know. Yeah, so that's... Th- th- my point was this: that's how I kind of feel about the MTV Awards and the various social things that they were promoting tonight. Like, this is like we live in times where we have to be doing all we can, but also I'm just so tired. I just want to watch the music videos. Yeah, right? I mean, I get it. They're, they, they, you know, they had a they had a a Biden and Kamala Harris ad, a hip hop Biden ad. Yep, and I really it was great because I got to the end and it was like I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message and I was like you didn't see this message you didn't you, sir <laughs> you didn't I'm not sure how effective it was I don't look I I don't know if the message of the night was vote then sure man vote or die took on a real different meaning this uh this oh, year oh right I forgot yep actually they said rock, vote. rock the rock the vote. Or get you know, rocked yourself. 
No, vote, vote or Die was 2008, I think, when they started doing that. And this this year, it's Vote for Your Life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can't we... I, I really just want to fast forward to tw- 2021. I don't know why you would say that. Why are you... you you're just... You are courting I trouble, j- friend. I know. I'm not saying it'll be better. <laughs> I'm just saying it will, won't be this. Um, you know? <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, the VMAs brought to you by Toyota, C- Coors, uh, Pepsi. L- L'Oreal, Pepsi. You want uh, anything you'd like to show for in this moment? What products have we got? Um, I've got my purge button. Where is it? Here we go. Oh, it's not on. It doesn't mean anything if I press it. But uh, brought to you by the purge. That actually feels more appropriate. Yeah, well, because of COVID, the purge has been postponed to February 2021. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. You know, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you should know that we have a whole podcast. It's really called Song en- vs. Song. It's usually not like this. It's really entertaining, is what we're told. We take two songs and we argue about which one is the better one. We just did Back in Black versus Crazy Train. And next week we're doing a torn versus stay. I missed you the nineties chick rock anthems of the decade. So yeah, check that out. You'll love it. We swear to God, especially if you sat through all of this. Yeah. If this was entertaining to you, I've got great news. (laughs) Yeah. The other stuff is way better. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I hope you didn't watch the VMAs 2020. You wouldn't have gotten anything out of it. Watch the that Miley Cyrus thing. That's pretty good. Watch the the weekend uh, blinding lights. I think is pretty solid. Um, oh, if you they, don't, if you don't know who um, uh, Maluma or CNCO are, I think they're worth checking out. Um, that's it. That's all I could think of. Hi BTS Army. Thanks. Thanks for hanging around. Yes, I'm. A, I'm. I mean, like, I don't. The thing is, what are we going to say about BTS? But that people don't. Are, if you don't know who BTS is, I can't. Like, brought to you by BTS. Like every day, like every day of the week is brought to you by BTS. If you don't know who they are at this point, I can't help you. All right. See ya. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.